0: Now, plugged in
1: to the Delphi podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Delphi podcast. I'm Tom Shaughnessy, and I help lead Delphi ventures as well as host some of the most in the weeds and thought provoking guests across crypto, spanning layer ones to DeFi, NFTs, and beyond. The goal is to have fun, but also to dive deep and offer foundational episodes on projects and founders. Also, check out our research on Delphi Digital or miss out on the most compelling research there is. It's up to you. As a reminder, nothing said on this podcast is a solicitation to buy or sell any security or token or to make any financial decisions. Delphi Ventures may hold tokens mentioned, so check out our transparency page in the show notes for more info. With that, let's dive in. See you guys on the other side. Before we jump in, we'd like to thank our sponsors for making this episode possible. Kava is a cross-chain DeFi platform that gives you the ability to earn more by connecting the world's largest cryptocurrencies, ecosystems, and financial applications in one safe and seamless integration. We're excited for the upcoming launch of the Swap Protocol, a cross-chain AMM liquidity hub bridging DeFi, blockchains, and financial services to swap the world's largest assets and maximize yields across your entire portfolio. Swap will join the Kava Protocol and Hard Protocol as the next application built on the Kava platform. Celo is a mobile-first platform that makes financial dApps and crypto payments accessible to anyone with a mobile phone, providing the opportunity to positively impact the users of 6 billion smartphones in circulation today. Celo's eco-friendly proof-of-stake consensus mechanism, an ultra-mobile light client, makes up to 17,000 times faster than other blockchains and accessible to mobile phone users around the world. Visit Celo.org to learn more. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm thrilled to have on Notion, who's also known as Adam of Gen.art. How's it going, Adam?
0: Hey, Tom. Yeah, all good. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, it's uh, the Friday after the
0: crazy New York City Blockchain Week, so I'm a little tired, but I'm very excited to to host you on, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And um, yeah, no, you and me both, I guess, end of of the week. uh, We should have actually been recording this on a Monday after we've had some rest and relaxation. (laughs) <laughs> I'm with you, man. Um,
1: well, tell us a bit about yourself and uh, and GenArt. I mean, just at the elevator pitch should be helpful before we get into the details.
0: Sure. So uh, GenArt, it's a generative art platform. Uh, we're operating as a DAO, so we're just getting sort of that all put in place at the moment. Um, we do frequent releases with uh, world-renowned artists. Um, we also do up-and-coming artists. Um, we're very keen to bridge the offline and the online world. Um, so painters, sculptors, anyone, uh, you don't necessarily have to know JavaScript. But that said, uh, our sort of focus is uh, generative art. Um, but yeah, so I guess that's that's what I would say. Uh, gen art is.
1: I love that. And uh, what about yourself? How did you get involved uh, in crypto? And I guess, more broadly, just NFT and gen art?
0: Yeah, sure. So uh, I have a background in uh, sort of a whole bunch of startups, and uh, specifically, my my uh, uh, sort of background over the past few years has been uh, within a startup focusing on disrupting traditional art. So um, sort of all of the galleries and and, and uh, sales of of art, uh, and uh, within there, you obviously start to understand the difficulty in provenance and and, and and making sure a piece of art is trustworthy. So my natural sort of tech tendency, I, I started getting interested in uh, the blockchain and, and, and uh, all of that. So then whenever I discovered NFTs and sort of uh, generative art and, and I, I came into a lot of crypto banks, um, I was very, very, uh, very, very interested um, because I, I, I knew that it would have Uh, sort of long legs in the future to have that uh, provenance that is 100% provable. uh, It's something that you struggle with in terms of like a a Picasso print. Um, You you can sit and analyze it and see the signature style and you can have an expert say, but you can only ever be sort of 99.999% certain. Uh, Whereas with uh, blockchain and NFTs, it's it's, it's pretty irrefutable.
1: So for those that understand, I guess, the value of nft based art like you have the transparency you have the provenance you have the structure where it's easily sold person to person you could bake in royalties all these things what is it about generative art that interests you so much like what about you know generative art specifically caught your attention yeah, and you said yeah, yeah, hell yeah. i want
0: to do this well if you think uh like you're you're it's sort of i'm sorry if i start going off on on a tangent so just stop me because no no no. You've, please you've, do you've, you've got the fun you've part. got my passion passion area um if you think of like uh, a random person off the street and they're getting into art um it is sort of a co-creation uh, experiment with the artist so the artist has a a message that they want to convey they've got a specific um, sort of art form they want to work on and, and have sort of iterations of but in the actual in terms of the actual creation of the collection because a person who is hitting the mint button at a specific time with a specific wallet and all of the different variables that go into sort of the hashing and the PRNG that, that go through the script that generate you, your output, you're very much a co-creator alongside that, uh, alongside that artist. And I think generative art, uh, rather than it just be, Hey, I've created this, uh, like a condo you you, he, he could easily do, an NFT and release 200 of them, and it would be amazing. And it, it'd be very similar, you know, they, they'd be the exact same, and and you know it's 100% condo. But within generative art, they're all different. Uh, even if the same person did it like an hour apart or a minute after, it would be a different piece of art, 100% different piece of art. It's just that, yeah, I think being at that one place at that one time, hitting that mint button, and you co creating alongside that artist, like it's, it's your piece of art as much of it is, is is that artist and then yeah getting me started on sort of the technology side the algorithm side like we're, we're only scratching the surface um i'm glad that sort of ai uh is, is starting to, to to enter into nfts and starting to the, the technology is catching up to be able to put that onto the blockchain and, and not have that many um that, that, that larger bite size etc but if you think where we're going to be in five or ten years' time, in terms of, uh, it, machines and algorithms creating the art alongside the collector, alongside the artist, like it's it's just such a there's just so much going on, and I can't wait to see what what the future is going to be, uh, what, what what's going to be in store in the future.
1: No, I'm with you. I think it's incredible to have code displayed as artwork right and to be able to Mm -hmm. press mint Mm -hmm. and have that generate on demand to to play devil's advocate for you for those that might be new to generative art you know how do you convince the people on the outside like you know a lot of people Mm -hmm. even you know crypto ogs they look at generative art they look at a squiggle or a fidenza or something Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. ah you know we're not artists we're not collectors we're not curators you know we're DeFi people we're layer one people like how Mm -hmm. do you like you know, serve that market or convince them that there's long-term value here, or is that not your goal?
0: So not not really our goal, but whenever you start to think of the mechanics that can support it, so Gen art, not specifically, but there's been a lot of really interesting stuff uh, even over the like actually just over the past couple of weeks. the the space moves incredibly, incredibly fast. But if you think of the projects that have launched over the past couple of weeks that have an art foundation but then sort of a DeFi layer there's and that's the best thing this whole space it's so large that it can accommodate to anyone's interest and anyone it will scratch anyone's itch like if you think of a specific niche art product that you would be interested in there's going to be a community that is already sort of working on that and already forming bonds et etc cetera, etc cetera. so yeah i i think in terms of like the, the hardcore DeFi people well, a they need to have an interest, at least a minimal interest in art. Otherwise, I'd like it's going to be an uphill struggle. But it's the one space. Like if you think of traditional art world, you you have to be into an, you have to like a specific artist, you have to like a specific style. And you are there just simply for the art. But within our space and and the NFTs overall, like you can actually start to layer in DeFi elements within art, which is just completely mind-boggling, where you have an art piece that's generating new yield and that you can stake and that like there's all of these different like intellectual elements that it's not just you owning an art piece. There's all of these different layers that, and if it's the different layers that you're interested in, at least there's at least that will sort of interest you, but there is some art uh, with, 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 within the foundations of it. So I think it's the one space within the art world where somebody who isn't that interested in art can actually, uh, and, and if they're interested in DeFi, that, they, that there's a lot of rewards in that place uh, in, that, in that space, but, but yeah, there, there's a lot of intellectual thought where you can start to sort of think through uh, stuff that would wouldn't happen in, in the art world.
1: Oh, that's a really fair take. I mean, while I have you, just out of you know pure interest, I'll push back again here. Like, when you're thinking through the generative art drops, the releases, what artists are creating, are you mm-hmm. seeing a world where there's a use for the art or the NFTs themselves beyond just collecting or curating? I mean, obviously, I I love gen art. I love Artbox. I mm-hmm. own a bunch. But I'm just wondering, like, do you foresee something beyond just the art with the NFTs that are created or dropped on gen art?
0: Yeah, so the, like the sky's the limit. Um, there's so many people working on so many innovative, innovative things. Like um, the, even even uh, some prominent artists were uh, they're, they're, they're doing like you have to uh, collect a whole series and it unlocks a special piece. Like there's so much stuff around loyalty. There's so much stuff around access. There's so much. If you've got a specific goal that you want to achieve with an audience, you'll be able to achieve it through releasing collections with very specific coding within the contract. So if you want to sort of uh, reward loyalty and you're an artist and you release a piece every year, fast forward 20 years, if there's somebody that's collected all of those sort of religiously for the past 20 years, you can have a really ultra special uh, piece for You can even actually have a meetup like there there's, honestly, no limit to what you can achieve in terms of coding in rules and what you want to get out of a community, which just wouldn't be possible off in in, in offline world. It would be possible, but it would be a lot of organization, a lot of work. But yeah, so to answer your question succinctly, I would say it's, it's uh, one of the key areas in terms of there, there's so much beyond.
1: Yeah, no, there's definitely a new world to unlock there. Kind of excited to see what pans out and, and frankly what doesn't. Um, and, and full disclosure, I should have mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast, but we are holders of a few of your memberships on the gold side and some of your mm-hmm. drops, and, and we're excited to be, but have to give that shout out. And just <laughs> switching gears a bit to gen art itself. I mean, there's a lot yep. of, I guess, issues with uh, you know generative art drops, right? One of the main ones is just paying thousands of dollars to compete with others mm-hmm. to ape into a drop with gas fees, right? Yep, Tell me yep, a bit yep. about the
0: GenArt model. Yeah, so, well, we, we kicked off thinking, okay, well, if we were going to create a platform from scratch, how would we do that? Having learned, like, obviously, uh, Snowfro and Artblocks, they paved the way. Um, we, we pay them a lot. Like, we, we share... Uh, Hype is an advisor to us. I know that Hype uh, works alongside uh, Artblocks as well. So we, we do have that sort of line of communication. Um, but we thought, like there's a ton of differentiating factors which i can jump into but for our genesis we were thinking okay well if we were to start from scratch and now we have the luxury of learning from the past year uh like what we need to really focus in on and we wanted to focus in on making minting a pleasurable experience where the collector can do it on their own time where they can learn about the artist, they can hear the dialogue, they can learn about the message, really get into their psyche. And then, as I said, like the the mint process is a co-creation exercise. So rather than having to throw a whole bunch of dollars uh, unnecessarily in terms of just making sure that you secure a piece uh, in terms of gas, we wanted to really make it that you take your time, click the mint button, and you get your your piece. And you, uh, we, we, whenever we did one of our first airdrops, um, I saw on Discord a couple of people were going camping for the weekend, and they because they're so conditioned to throwing all of these dollars to um, the gas and and making sure that they can just get in and get a piece in terms of access, they were scarred. They were like will there be a piece for me at the end of the weekend? And then it seemed like you, you really had to try and break that, that sort of inner, inner conditioning that they, they knew that uh, for any good art release, uh, NFT generative art, that you would have to just be there at the right time, regardless of time zone, be ready to click edit, put your gas fee up high and make sure that you get a piece. And so we thought, let's let's try a different approach. Um, let's, let's make a, a membership model where you can really focus in on creating that connection or building that connection between collector and artist where you can, where you don't have to be at the right place at the right time. Uh, so we kicked off standard membership at 0.1 eighth and a gold membership at 0.5 eighth. We didn't want it to be a walled garden. Um, ultimately we can't control the economics in terms of demand and supply. We didn't want it to be a, uh, a rich person's playground, um, all of the future art will will, will be very, very affordable. Um, it's it's never going to be um, super expensive. So yeah, we wanted to kick off with the membership model because we thought that, that would be key to reduce the gas wars. But then it would also, because it, it's such a complex ecosystem, like I sometimes talk to artists and and I sometimes get heat online in terms of people saying, well, why don't you just do an open release or like, why why, why do you restrict it to just your members? And like, there's some artists that think, okay, well uh, you, you you are restricting it. Maybe to these 2,400 people that hold 5,100 memberships. um, Like, why don't you have a, a, they seem to take issue with the fact that it's, it's, it's such a small community and they would want, they don't want there to be sort of just an access piece to their art. So we say, well, if you go to OpenSea, just do an open release and um, release as many as you want. But the, the the fundamental flaw with that is there's so many particular actors in this space with their own particular goal that you have to please all of them to make that ecosystem work. So if you did an unlimited release, fast forward two or three years and, and maybe secondary would fall apart. And then that means you've got some very interested people who are you, you've, you've got a community of people that you're going to alienate. And then that means that it all falls down. So we're always trying to think of there's, there's maybe like four or five key actors. What are their drivers? What are their motivations? How do you please all of them? How do you make them sort of be a snow? Like how how do you make it a perpetual cycle between all of them where they all sort of self-reinforce and the whole collective grows? And so Whenever we did all of the sums, whenever we did all of the scenario analysis, whenever we started thinking about what variables impact which uh, participant, etc., um, the community model worked because it's um, from 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 a behavioral standpoint and from an economic standpoint. Um, yeah i the the membership model stood the test of time and seemed to we always we've built Gen art with the goal of how do we make sure we are here in five to ten years' time? We are so maybe to our detriment, we are very, very focused on the long term. So that's a little bit of an intro into our thinking behind membership model and and sort of why we've made some key decisions in in our finding. but then, whenever you start to think about the five to 10 year element that I just spoke about, um, that's why we actually made it from, from day one. We knew we would want to be a, a DAO where we put the power in all of our community's hands. Um, so we're very keen to, to, to take a step back within the next few months where we, we, we build up a DAO platform. Uh, we, 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 we give the, Tools needed to the community, whereby anyone can raise uh, motion or raise a jip, as we call them, and, and and can point the community in in whatever direction they want. And if they get enough support, um, which you have to do through politicking, through storytelling, through persuading, and any of the people that want to, or any of the people that any of the community members who who feel like they um, have a strong viewpoint on on anything from whether were the images like our hashing algorithm or uh what's emerging artists do we support or what commission gets paid with like literally anything um how wh- what should the treasury spend it's 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 uh its, it's funds on um any of that stuff uh gets pushed through the DAO platform and the community votes on it uh, and whenever you've got 2,400 uh, members holding 5,100 passes. That's uh, an insanely, there, there, there's so many smart people in there that that will grow to be something that we could never have built ourselves in terms of a founding team of, of uh, two, three, four people. Um, so yeah, that's that's sort of a little bit of the Genesis story. We wanted to really focus in on the gas wars. We wanted to make the minting process non-pressured and and pleasurable and where the, the the collector learns as much as possible about the artist, we wanted to put the power in the community's hands in terms of the future direction of the project. And um, yeah, that that that's that's really a, a few of the the headline uh, founding beliefs. Uh, and we should also say that to make so you've got your membership, then you've got the the the, the DAO, uh, which which is made up of the members. And then how do they all communicate and interact with one another? That's where you get your third dimension in terms of the governance token. So we also thought, okay, looking back at all of the, the PFP drops in the past year that we've sort of had with that, um, it was only a matter of time before that became a little bit exhausted because yes, for sure, it's fun to take the gamble, take a mint and see if you get a rare uh, a rare mint and a rare character that you can then flip and make a little bit of cash on. But if you think about okay, well, what's going to have longevity? It's it's going to be the the OGs. It's going to be the, the ones that have a little bit like the blue chips. It's going to be crypto pumps. It's going to be board apes. But in terms of one that launched last week, it's um it's very much going to be how how long that specific PFP drop has um, attention. Of course, it's great that great to have the rarest one, but. There needs to be utility. There needs to be something on top of it, and I think that's also why you've seen over the past uh, few weeks, you've seen you, uh, loot, you've seen all of these different. Uh, you, you've seen obviously kongs you know, with with uh, banana, etc. So you you need that utility element, I think, going forward, and that's what we very much wanted to do with Gen Art in terms of having our governance token. The governance token allows us to really start to play with incentives and and behavioral. Uh, economics like how how do you you can do some special stuff in terms of how do you get two people to interact in a specific way uh, or or two two different participants to act in a specific way and and having the governance token gives you a bit a bit of leverage and a bit of control and 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 a a bit of experimentation um which a a pure sort of nft or 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 pure play uh, pure play sort of pfp you you wouldn't be able to do
1: adam you went through half my question list with that one answer (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I, I love the context. I mean, to drill down on one point, you brought up how the membership model has potential concerns, but also addresses the fact that you're not competing on gas wars, which I think is really important. You also get, a, a you know, obviously an ingrained community of membership holders who can interact, help curate artists and art and help promote things. But I guess the question for you is, I guess, how do you think about, you know, let's say a billionaire wakes up tomorrow. This is a fantastic problem to have for you, I guess, but I mean, maybe half and half, but they start buying up all the memberships. Let's say they own, Mm -hmm. you know, 10, 20, 50% of the memberships out there. Does that Mm -hmm. fracture your community or does that hurt the model here? How do you think about that side of things?
0: Yeah, no, it's an interesting one. And I guess I've always sort of put, there's, there's no problem that we can't sit and think about, okay, well, billionaires came and purchased half the memberships so us as a community billionaire can be participating or or not in that conversation it's like what is the root cause or what is the, the the problem that this may create for the community and then how does that diverge from the outcome that we want and for that person whether or not they're an active participant or not i'm sure it's within their interest to sort of go along with the community and build alongside them. So by the pure fact that they might have a, a disproportionate number of the memberships, I don't know, maybe, maybe that means that there's less um, drops available. Maybe that pushes up the price of the membership. Maybe that uh, means that, that that some of the community can't get some of the, 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 the best pieces. Um, it would really depend upon the problem that was caused by that person owning a disproportionate number but then the beauty is that, that everything's editable in terms of, like, then then the community can just pivot and, and, and build and, and solve for the problem that that would cause. Um, maybe they just want to, like, for example, we, we, we had a, a DAO come in and, and purchase some uh, like a, a good amount of memberships. But at the start, there was a little bit of worry, but then um, we jumped into Gold Chat and it actually turned out that a lot of people thought it would be beneficial, and 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 at first thought, uh, they they were actually focusing in on on the specific art pieces. That it wasn't actually the membership. So, yeah, I I, I don't know. For that specific problem, in terms of somebody purchasing a lot of memberships, um, you just have to think about what problem would that cause. And the great thing is, the community will rally together. And the also the great thing is. Typically, when we see these whales or, or big players come in, they're coming in with their best intentions at heart. And if they see that they're causing some problem, they, they will want to be part of that. They'll, they'll want to be part of trying to find a solution. So yeah, I, I don't know if I've answered your question. So no, I apologize.
1: No, you have. I mean, maybe not a billionaire coming in, but a millionaire given. that it's a little younger. <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense. I guess, the, I guess the key is that these things are potentially solvable if you're able to maintain the community. I mean, I think what we've seen in the past is having the community is so important. Having them navigated is more important than having all the answers from the get-go, especially given how fast
0: the space moves. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And yeah, and and now you've got my mind focused on that one specific thing. Maybe they just want the memberships and maybe they've got so much art. Maybe they flood the market with the art. Maybe they... um, yeah, it would really depend on there, why they're coming in. Yeah. I mean, to your
1: point, there is kind of indirect incentives here, right? Like if they were to buy up all the memberships and have all of the drops, the drops might not be that valuable because there's no community
0: ownership around them. There's no yeah. So it's, it's, it's this one thing. And I wish, um, it's like, uh, the, the, the matrix, I wish I could draw all of these points between one another. I've, I've got a little bit of a feel and I can definitely understand how specific, Participants interact with one another, but there's this very fragile, like, equilibrium where everyone's getting their goal and they're incentivized, and and it's a very delicate place to be. And I think that we sort of understand it, and I think that we can create these flywheels where. The likes of a flipper, they they can come in, they can buy a piece of art, they can make a bit of cash on it. Um, we've, we've got the real serious art collectors, we've got the people that are really interested in DeFi, we've got the artists, we've got all of these different participants, and I think we understand enough about each one of them and how they interact with one another, where we can really focus in on each of those individual relationships, like the the, the flipper to the art collector, the the flipper to the artist, the artist to the Art like the, the the serious art collector, the the artist to the DeFi person, the artist to the general public, um, like all of those different things. There's a really interesting dynamics happening in each of them, and I think the membership model and and, and what we're doing at Gen Art, it does give us a decent enough oversight to see all of this to give each of those participants what they they want from the community, and all of us grow together, and then the public start to really take note and, and, and um, so on and so forth.
1: That's a fair answer. And before we switch to the other side of this, the artist side, what are your thoughts on, I mean, you have a, a DAO membership model here that underpins like every artist and drop on your launch, right? Like you have clients, uh, you have the KCMs, I'm probably saying that wrong, but yeah. a lot of other, like, Projects have their own DAO on a per art basis, right? Like their Squiggle DAO for swiggles, which was launched on art blocks, right? Mm-hmm. you you have a DAO that underpins every single drop. Like, is there yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what my question is here, but it seems like it's kind of just a different model that's kind of interesting. I mean, how has that panned for you so far? Like, do you think eventually, you know, these artists may fracture and have their own communities on a per collection basis? Or do you think that gen art as a as a group will underpin all of the
0: collections themselves? Uh, it's a good question and I could never forecast uh, what's going to happen in the future. Otherwise I'd be a very rich person, which I'm not. If not, um, we
1: stop hitting record and we just talk solo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly. Um, no, I think, I think the beauty is in gen art as a collective. I think um it's brand will attract, continue to attract absolutely incredible artists. I think um it, it just doesn't seem fitting with the community that we've got at the moment for it to become fractured in terms of creating a specific interest group around one specific piece. I think given time, the sum will be greater than the individual pieces, Um for sure, there's every single drop has been amazing. The yeah, the clients, the 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 CZums or cations, however you want to pronounce it. Um, I think I don't know. Let's see. Whenever there's maybe a limited drop that just goes off the charts, what happens in that instance? But in my mind, fast forward three or four years time, and it's going to be the Gen Art DAO uh, with. Such an incredible library of amazing artists bridging offline and offline, bridging emerging artists, physical artists, established generative artists. I think people will be proud to be part of a community that has many multitudes of, and so many sort of strands and nodes and interests, um, rather than become that fractured per drop interest. But that said, economics both sort of behavioral and 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 financial um anything is possible so yeah i wouldn't wouldn't discount it but i i would like to think that the foundations that we've put in place and, and and judging by the community and how they're interacting now i think gen art as a DAO as a collective across all collections will just continue to strengthen and I, I imagine like this this is all so fresh like we're already seeing friendships within discord um and those friendships are just going to become more and like we're already knowing individual sort of attributes of of like uh, maverick our moderator i i know down to the t how he interacts and, and sort of his mannerisms and so on and so forth so fast forward three years and and that's just going to be m- such a, a a deeper friendship and a deeper understanding so yeah, I, I couldn't see it becoming fractured. I think these friendships as a, as a whole will just continue to, to sort of strengthen. Um, so yeah, I hope I've answered your question there. Sorry. No, no, you I, have.
1: I, I like, no, trust me, I like the rants. I like the context. It's, it's super helpful. And I mean, the artist side is another interesting piece, right? Like artists mm-hmm. love being on Art blocks. I love what mm-hmm. Snowfro and the team have built. Yep, but yep, why yep, do so. artists come to Gen Art? Like what, what's the sell for them?
0: Well, it's It's just uh, an, a, a, another platform. um like there there's going to be elements of how we approach, that they enjoy. and naturally, yeah, I, I would say it's it, it's just naturally another platform where where people know that they're going to have a well receiving uh, five thousand one hundred memberships. They know that we want to focus on their story. They know that, we spend a lot of time focusing in on their microsite, where you get a little bit of an insight into their psyche, into their messaging, into the code that they've created. Like we really, really, I can't emphasize enough. We spend so much time thinking about how do we make the collector connect to the artist and understand sort of the, the thinking behind this piece. It's not just a cool, let's go to this page. Let's, let's mint. Let's, let's, try and get a piece and and do a massive gas wars, um, et cetera, et cetera. Like, yeah, I, I think given time that people will, that artists will really start to come to us because of that piece. Then also I didn't say at the start, like another thing that's, that's a massive interest or a massive focus of ours is I really want all of our members to end their year with physical art in their house. So we've sort of seen it with Penny and and, and Hearst's currency, but there's that burn mechanism where you can keep the NFT or you can, you can keep the physical. That's a super interesting dynamic, and it's going to be amazing to see how it plays out. But what I'm interested in seeing is, um, or what I want Gen Art to do, is, is is give our members the opportunity for them to end their year with physical art in their house. Because again, it comes back to that relationship with the artist. If you are walking to the, the to the kitchen and you walk past a, a piece of art, like it's physical, you can touch the paper, you can see it, and you can think back to hearing the artist's voice in in, in the little intros that we do on those microsites, and you can think back to uh the message that they were trying to convey so yeah I, I really want all of our members to end their year with as much art the physical art in their household as possible it's not attached to the nft so feel free to go um sell the nft on secondary if they want but at least they'll have some physical connection to that artist um then also something else that's a little bit of a differentiator for us is i alluded to it at the start um there's all of these incredibly talented uh like real-world artists in terms of painters, sculptors, um, clay clay makers, et cetera, et cetera. So just because they haven't focused in on, on sort of learning JavaScript, or even if they did start to take it up, it would take them a long time to get up to speed. So we've also got this like little studio model where we've got a, a team, uh, our team of developers um, in-house, uh, we lend them or like they work as assistants to these um, well-known sort of offline artists and, and they act as a head of a studio. So I can't like, we're already working on a few pieces uh, with, with a few artists on a few collections and their approach and and the stuff that they come up with, it, it's just brings a, a whole different light and a whole different angle. And they come up with such amazing stuff. Like, yeah. So to have that sort of inclusivity uh, for the, painter sculptors to to get involved in the generative art space and to get into nfts um, has has been very rewarding as well so back to your original question as to why would an artist come to us a inclusivity in terms of we accommodate you from whatever background emerging generative artist, established generative artist, offline painter sculptor etc etc we've got an audience of 5100 membership passes owned by circa 2500 people of people that are just eager to learn about an artist's story they want to they they just can't wait to experience that person's art and like what better place for an artist to have such a like being an artist is is, is quite a sort of uh an insecure and vulnerable place you're, you're 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 really exposing your inner psyche you're you're working on a piece for weeks and weeks and weeks you don't know if it's going to be well received and you've got such a with with Jan art i'm 100 confident that, that our our uh, community just can't wait to to like consume and and, and enjoy uh, and I, I can't like if I yeah on the artist side that would just be yeah it, it would give me that warm feeling it would make me feel like ah oh, this was really really worth it um so yeah it will grow and it, it will evolve um but at the moment the space is huge. There's platforms spinning up every day. It will continue the new platforms will continue to spin up. I guess our sort of differentiating factor, as I said, is, is that membership model, the focus in on the story, uh, the no gas and 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 the the sort of collection of all of those different artists from all different walks of life in terms of online, offline. Uh, yeah, I guess that's that's our selling point.
1: No, that's that's interesting, Carl. And one, I guess rapid fire question for you on that is like, does the community offer the artist something that they can't get elsewhere? Like obviously there you have the artists on your discord and your community's able to easily talk with them very seamlessly. I mean, that's, that's a thing, but like what, I guess, how engaged are the community members with the artists? Like, are they like out here, you know, like reviewing the code or just kind of like sourcing them or just being mm-hmm. a dedicated buyer? Like what role does the community play for the artists? Oh,
0: everything, all of the above. And the best thing is it's going to continue to evolve. So it's like whatever mechanisms we put in place, if, if we opened up a Discord channel or opened up a specific um, announcement where we were looking for people to look through the efficiency of code, of, of an artist's code, or look through X, Y, like they, they, we would find like people would would want to do it. So it's really about us trying to find what values matter, what, what aligns or like what 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 connections we need between. The artist and the uh, community, but in terms of the community at the moment, like yeah, as I as I said before, there, there's there's no limit. We will very much have an emerging artists curation, which is done via the DAO. So people can discover artists, they can submit the artists, um, everyone else can say yes or no or vote or, or whatever, um, and then also. Yeah, in terms of like the, the the code, et cetera, all of our code, um, all of the artist's code is is accessible. We're we're working on our GitHub, where people can look through it. So, yeah, it, the the community, it's it's the community can be as involved as they want on any aspect of of, of sort of supporting the artists or or interacting with the artists. Um, Our goal is always to make ourselves redundant from, from an operational and administrative perspective. So if you think of all of the stuff that we're doing at the moment, we would hope that the community can can replace this at some point.
1: Oh, that's fair. I I think it's kind of an interesting model because you have like these NFTs out there from each collection. You have thousands of them on OpenSea that there's a certain buyer for a certain collector Then you have the Mm -hmm. membership model, then you have the token. So it's three very different aspects of how you can get involved. And then within the membership model, you have basic and then gold, which is interesting. You mentioned earlier like on incentives with the token Mm -hmm. itself. I I guess the most important thing for me would be incentives to keep and maintain the best artists and also reward your community members. How are you Mm -hmm. thinking through using, I guess, your token to maybe achieve the incentives that you're looking for?
0: Yeah, so, well, it's, it's just all of those uh, sort of third dimension layers. So everything that you just said, uh, like we're even thinking through, like, how do we achieve giving uh, community members yield in the future? So we're, we're, we're just about to do a physical uh, gallery show in, in Europe. And we're thinking, OK, well, if there's a community member or, or a collection of community members that have some really interesting pieces could they be paid or could they be remunerated for lending us and lending the gallery that 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 their their specific pieces? Um, so having this governance token and having this uh, tokenomics just gives you so many possibilities in terms of how, as I keep saying in terms of like the incentives and, and how parties interact with one another. Yeah, there's 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 so many examples. Um, yeah, hopefully hopefully yeah, yeah. I answered your question.
1: No, no it is. It's, it's also kind of an evolving thing, given you just launched your token. so it's interesting to see kind of where that goes. And the other side of this is just on multi-chain future. Like do you ever foresee Gen Art expanding to other chains or staying on ethereum?
0: yeah, so we're we're currently investigating. We know um, like a lot of a lot of the big names that we talk to. there's always a little bit of apprehension in terms of the uh, environmental aspect. Um, so we are working, and we will. Uh, show or, or or release very shortly um, a whole sort of carbon neutral uh, aspect but yeah whenever you're talking to uh, a big name uh, like musician uh, who will definitely attract press the first thing that I think a few artists have been stung on is, is that sort of um, environmental impact so if you look at, uh, and I think that that probably paid uh, played played well into why Damien Hurst went to Henny and went on to um, like sort of l 2 uh, because of that environmental aspect. Although most of the community ended up sort of bridging it over to Ethereum um, or to to to, to mainnet. So yeah, we are definitely uh, investigating. we we're we're, we're, we're uh, and ultimately, if the community sort of has any strong viewpoints, we we would. Encourage them to to share them, and and obviously whenever the DAO is is fully up and, and, and functioning, but yeah, we're 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 investigating a couple of of uh, L twos to to think about potentially launching into, but at the moment we really just want to focus in on, on on getting Gen Art in its current uh sort of incarnation, making it as strong as possible, and and attracting as many great artists as possible, and getting as many uh, good 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 uh, drops and collections released. Um, but yes, to answer your question, uh, 100%, we, we are looking into it. Yeah, that's fair.
1: No, it's definitely, I mean, Ethereum is definitely the place for NFTs right now. Definitely seeing Solana and other chains kind of mm-hmm. you know, have mm-hmm. some launches. Just to go back a bit, one thing I forgot to kind of talk to you about in detail mm-hmm. was, uh, I guess one of the most important things for a gen art or just a community in general, and that's curation, right? Choosing the mm-hmm. artists that people like, choosing them in a way that you know, it's your audience deciding, it's the membership holders deciding or the steering committee and and having people's, you know, wider views kind of known. But then on the flip side, there's only so many generative art experts, right? There's so many, only Uh so many art experts. So I guess, how are you handling curation, um, of the artists and of the artwork that they release on Gen Art?
0: Yeah, sure. Good, good question. Um, well, to start with, like we always thought the first, um, i don't know maybe 20 30 40 releases uh, we as a founding team wanted to give a little bit of a stamp and a little bit of a uh, first first like first direction to the community um so with that we wanted a lot of uh, sort of variability we didn't want to be too homogenous in terms of the uh, types of artists so you you can see in terms of offline online uh, emerging established uh, etc um so the variability is, is, is very key to us so that we don't become too too samey. And then also in terms of the different mediums, like we are doing uh, interactive, we're doing uh, solid, really beautiful pieces that are that, that are well suited to prints. We're doing video, we're doing audio, we're doing um, so I, th- I think at the start is just aim for as high a quality as you can and as much variability as you can. And then, following that, I think that's a, that's a, that's a good guiding guiding post to the community. I, I I couldn't see or couldn't envisage a community that wants to focus in on one specific. You you want that surprise and delight. I always come back to this in in the Discord. If if our community is consistently being surprised and delighted, the, the sky's the limit. This this community will grow and grow and grow and become just one of the best, uh, yeah, they'll become one of the best communities in in, in the world. Um, So having that variability, making sure that people are getting surprised and delighted, making sure that it's obviously high quality, making sure that it's uh, aesthetically pleasing, making sure that there's really uh, good messages coming through, making sure that we understand what the artist wanted to say when they started creating the the, the collection. Um, All of those things, I think. If 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 we execute or continue to execute upon them, uh, Gen Art will continue to grow and grow and grow. And to start off with, we we obviously focused in on on, on getting as as uh, high quality talent as possible. Uh, and whenever you're talking, what you're like NFT space is it's it's crazy. Um, like the 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 amount of capital changing hands means that you're able to attract world-renowned artists because um there's just so much economic activity which we're using to our advantage to to build up gen art to become uh, one of the if not the destination for gen art for the next five to ten years and hopefully longer and and the great thing is it's all owned by the dao it's not just some random corporation um so yeah hopefully all of these different ingredients will, will 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 create a great recipe and and, and it will thrive and, and continue to to continue as it has over the past few weeks do you ever foresee
1: drops beyond art like um you know generative nfts that have utility in in games or in other dows or with yes. other projects yep
0: yep yeah 100 percent. yes
1: yeah, that would be fun. I mean, I guess somebody would have to, I guess it would be a good partnership opportunity. Drop with a game attached or something of that respect, but probably a ways yeah, out. Yeah,
0: yeah. We're we're already pushing the boundaries in terms of music, 3D, video, um, like to be able to get the to be able to get the hashing algorithm to 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 interact from from sort of a script perspective through all of these different um mediums uh, is, is challenging because it, it, it's very rarely been done before and it's very rarely been done well before. So yeah, we're always keen for um, new challenges, new innovations, and we've had a heap of fun doing the, 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 the uh, generative music, uh, generative videos, generative 3D uh, using like houdini uh yeah the the mind yeah we we've had a lot of fun over the past few weeks working with some incredibly creative people i'm i'm actually just blown away by the, the creativity and talent of people um and whenever we introduce some constraints like they, they just get even more creative and and uh, yeah it, as i've said in the discord the the, the next uh the next uh, few weeks the next month next two months it's going to be going to be a lot of fun when, whenever people start to see like didn't even know that was possible, or whenever they start to ask themselves, or they're like, "Wow,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's exciting." I'm I'm pretty pretty amped for the next couple of weeks, and I guess my other question for you is: I guess I've always been a little too binary on on competition, mm-hmm. probably my finance background here, but um, we're clearly in you know a multi chain world. We're clearly in this in a space where we're focused on growing the pie more than we are competing with one another. But yep. you know, how do you think you'll attract, or do you have to attract like the artists that are on our blockchain, I know you've already had one, right? The first uh-huh. one, but the, uh-huh. the giant collectors who own the Fidenzas and the squiggles uh-huh. and the fragments, uh-huh. like how do you get those guys interested in
0: gen art? Very easy. Just continue to focus in just, you, you can never go wrong by focusing in on talent, focusing in on art and focusing in on the story through that you you're going to find all of the next best collections. Um I'm I'm super relaxed about that aspect because I know it's just naturally going to happen from the double digit artists that I have worked alongside for the past few weeks along with the team. My mind's been blown multiple times and I'm I've collected and and, and was on like collected art blocks uh, many months ago before before it was sort of a trendy thing. So for, for my mind to be blown so consistently, um, I, I don't think it's a matter of sort of attracting collectors from other platforms. As you say, this is, we're so in the infancy, there's going to be many, many, many players. There's going to be an art blocks further down the line that is, even bigger than anyone could ever imagine. Like, there's going to be other people enter the space that grow to be much larger than, than GenR, that grow to be much larger than any incumbent. So yeah, I, I think as long as we just hold true to our values in terms of finding the best talent, the most creative talent, uh, focus in on the art, focus in on the story, uh, all of the rest of it will take care of itself. Uh, and I know that I haven't even really thought about that question and my mind's been blown multiple, multiple times. And I like I'm I'm I'm, I'm a uh, super passionate about art and I very fussy and and uh, yeah the the stuff that we've got coming out is it's pretty pretty impressive. So yeah, I, again, hopefully hopefully I've answered your question. But I think just focusing in on art and focusing in on on um, the story and the message from the artist uh, should, should should be enough to to, to give us our, um, our edge. No, that's
1: fair. Yeah. No, you want to attract the right people and you can do that by continuing just to crush what you guys are doing and your focus on the membership and community model here. The Mm -hmm. other side of this is, um, I guess where, you know, just to close out our conversation here, it's just kind of like where gen art is going, right? Like there's so many, I guess, missing pieces in the, you know, or issues in the NFT space today, like, you know, open is a giant, but there's so many issues with, you know the platform right like they just seem a little disconnected from the community
0: yeah, there's it's, it's certainly yeah. a little bit buggy we we have yeah. had our fair share of uh trying to get all of the metadata to refresh or it's been uh down 10 minutes after we we do a draw um for sure they've i think they're a small team uh obviously they've raised an incredible amount of capital they've they've been uh fast moving um I think it's just been especially crazy for them. I think they will eventually settle and, and they'll find their feet and, and some of the problems that we've, we've come across, they'll, they'll start to like subside, but that said, if they do continue, the space has, it moves incredibly fast and people are incredibly smart and, and somebody will come in and, and and give the end consumer what they want at uh, at a better price.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I, I have a lot of respect from their institution. They're a big team, but. You know, people in crypto—they want their feedback answered with
0: a new product in twenty-four hours. You know, yeah, we <laughs> they don't want to wait. Yeah, I forget I was talking to a friend. I think, yeah, having uh, Discord is like direct line of communication to the CEO, and 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 you as sort of CEO and you as founder, you you've, you've got so much love for your brand and your company that you just feel obliged to live in there because you 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 just want to put the best. So you're sort of always answerable to thousands of shareholders and you have to go and jump in and and, and try and answer as many questions as possible and i think that's the that's sort of what i've been trying to do i think somebody put up some crazy statistic i think i've done like an average of 160 messages per day or something on our discord (laughs) so um yeah that that's that's getting back to the sort of fast-moving environment of crypto like in, 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 what other environment do founders have such a dialogue and such a quick feedback loop with enthusiastic sort of community members? Um, which is why I think it's, it's maybe one of the secret elements as to why the space innovates so quick because you've got those fast feedback loops. And because you hear from the people that are in your community and and you hear what they want. And if you're a talented, like if you, if you're a good, Team of people that like you've got good developers, you've got good solidity, you've got good front back end, etc. And you can execute as we've been doing over the past while. Then, then yeah, you can you can move fast and you you can really please people. But for your question about us and where you think the, the future of Gen Art, if I'm did I guess your question correct or
1: no, no, you did. Yeah, the, the reason I was asking on the sea side was I, I guess I was wondering whether you thought or, or you foresee Gen Art going in the direction of building external things like marketplaces or galleries or things like that, or more yeah. internal, like making it easier for, uh, you know, people to code up gen art and stuff like that.
0: So uh, all of the, so we're working on an academy where we are getting some of our, uh, sort of foundation artists to work on a, a basic sort of intro or like generative art 101. So what do you, what, what, what software do you need to download? How do you, Get a squiggle to go across your screen, and and, and sort of get people interested, and and, and sort of proof, uh, like get them actually making something in a practical sense. Um, then we've also got, um, yeah, our, 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 not not just our DAO, but we're we're really focusing in on on building out um, all of the different elements of of, of the community. So just really, uh, yeah, build build building as as, as fast as we can. And what, there was two other elements that we'd actually already built a uh, marketplace. So we've, we've got a marketplace that we're already building, uh, already sort of half done. Um, we want to make it leveraging on, on the Larva Labs uh, sort of precedent. We want to make it, uh, very fluid between our members to be able to trade art uh, at, a, at a low cost in terms of gallery just chris and i were we were, were talking earlier and we're gonna have gen.art slash uh, adam or or, or or gallery slash adam and you straight away get put into an immersive sort of um on cyber experience where you've got all of your pieces so you can have that in your twitter bio or you can have that wherever and you can instantly, yeah, get get this. And if you see all of the work that Facebook's doing with uh, VR and, and Oculus, etc., it's it's only a matter of time before that becomes the norm. So you you, you have your your headset and you jump into the gallery and you, you can walk around it and you can see it. So yeah, we're we're working on all of that stuff and and a lot lot more. But the marketplace very soon and the gallery um, this sort of. The digital gallery for, for for Oculus very very soon. So yeah, no a lot of, a lot of stuff in the pipeline. It's just a matter of prioritizing, but we 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 we're moving pretty fast.
1: No, that's that's totally fair. And I mean, have you been able to get your community members to transition from being, you know, on Discord buying the drops to say helping you build the marketplace, the gallery like are you seeing a transition? Yeah, from yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So that's, uh, yeah, good, good, good question. And again, Chris and I were just talking about this today. And I think it was actually our conversation was um, the catalyst for it, it was Silly Tuna speaking in Discord. And he was like, oh, we've got sort of Discord overload. It's hard to keep up. We should move this to GitHub and we could sort of comment on specific lines of code and we can sort of make it a little bit more constructive. And yeah, we, we 100% know that whenever we go that avenue and whenever we start pushing some of the community that way, that there's there's incredibly smart people that will be there helping us and working and, and trying to solve problems, not just from a hypothetical uh, sort of debate and discord and intelligent debate, but from actually nuts and bolts. Hey, if you move this line of code here, if you change this variable here, um, you'll be able to... So, yeah, we are very confident that a lot of the community members will want to take a little bit more of a, a practical hands-on. And I think our first port of call from for that is going to be having a little bit more of a conversation and, and community around the builders and potentially around that that, that GitHub element um, where, where, where people can contribute. But yeah, and obviously like over time, all of, I presume, I don't know, the DAO, like our whole code base will be open um, so whether that's open source or not i i don't know tbd but i think yeah given enough time and 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 looking at what's happened in the past in terms of some element like i think um, ghost is a pretty good example in terms of both both private corporation and and, and sort of open source public, so, uh, public public software um i think sort of taking a leaf out of their book uh, from from, and I'm speaking here as like a DAO member because I'm not thinking of it as oh GenArt GenArt founder. I'm thinking of it as in four or five years time, what's going to serve the GenArt DAO best? And I think having a mix of those two worlds will will push the DAO uh, maybe a bit further and a bit quicker. Um, but. Yeah, all TBD, but um, yeah, a lot a lot of really interesting stuff, and I'm 100% certain, and we've already seen it. We've already got messaged. I think we, we had community members already. We had the community come up with this the term, the Virgin Memberships, where there's no mints that happen, and people just sort of keep hold of them, and they can uh, sell them on secondary and, and, and give the purchaser the the, the option and the, the right to, to go and mint their art, because obviously – what they meant is going to be different had that person who was selling it minted um, because of the time, the block number, um, the wallet, et cetera. So we had uh, one of the community members actually build a tool to find, where do you find these Virgin memberships and and what is the floor price for them? Like there's, there's already, and you, you know, you're doing well for the community when you you know, you've built or introduced the right people to the community when you've got this um, really active, builder community because people don't build stuff, for stuff or stuff for, for for something that they don't like. So it means that people are engaged, people are are, are really wanting to 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 further and, and and to pitch in. So I'm I'm very excited because they'll all create something that I can't even think of or that the team can't even think of. And that's where it gets really exciting because that's where some creative sparks come where it's just two random thoughts that you never thought would collide, create something that's the, yeah, like create something mind, like mind boggling.
1: That's awesome. Um, Adam, we covered a lot. I, I really, I really like the community you're building. We're obviously holders, but it's really cool to see a membership model to kind of solve the gas wars, but also in a new mm-hmm. space like Generative Art, where you can kind of have a membership that's a call option on, uh, you know, a community curated uh, release yep, yep. of art. So it's interesting. Yep. But thank you yep. so much for coming on. Where could people get involved in Gen Art, whether they're collector or artist?
0: So just head to gen.art. We, we really focused in on getting an easy-to-remember domain. And yeah, every, everything everything uh, is, is is linked from gen. gen.art. Up at the top right, you'll, you'll see Discord for the artists. We're actually just about to push out a, an artist page where it makes it really clear that we put you in control of everything in terms of drop size, drop price, the medium, literally everything the artist controls. Uh, it's, it's up to you. So, yep, gen.art, head there, whether you're an artist or a collector if you're a collector, um, we obviously, uh, our, our first day went a bit uh, quicker than we thought and, and all of the memberships sold out. So at the moment or uh, for, for all of eternity, uh, there's, there's never going to be any more memberships. So you, you, you got to head over to OpenSea to, to pick up a membership there.
1: That's awesome, madam. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Really appreciate your time. Tom, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Before we go, we'd like to thank our sponsors for making this episode possible. With a proven track record of delivering products safely, the Kava platform is DeFi's most trusted, scalable, and secure institutional-grade cross-chain engine. In addition to the protocols Kava and Hard, the Kava platform is launching Swap Protocol, a cross-chain AMM liquidity hub bridging DeFi, blockchains, and financial services to swap the world's largest assets and maximize yields across your entire portfolio. Try for yourself or learn more today by visiting kava.io. Cello is an open platform for mobile-first DeFi with a vision of bringing decentralized financial tools and services to anyone with a mobile phone. Eco-friendly, Ethereum-compatible, and governed by Cello holders, Cello's proof-of-stake consensus mechanism and automatic daily carbon offsets make Cello the world's first carbon negative blockchain, offsetting over 2,200 tons of carbon to date. To learn more about how to lend, earn, and stake with Celo's growing family of platform-native stablecoins, visit celo.org today. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed it, please support the show by hitting subscribe on iTunes, writing a review, or sharing this episode on Twitter and LinkedIn. And stay tuned for our next episode. Out soon.